This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Good day to get out there, put up some Christmas lights if you haven't done that already. I think uh, Sunday in the Taz household, that's going to be the family activity. Mm-hmm. Putting up the Christmas tree and, and decorating the house for the holiday season. Right, have you gotten started yet, Jim Kelly? Not at all. Not even thinking about it till December 1st. We're a little worried about putting the Christmas tree up because our toddler is very active. Amelia, Hurricane Amelia, we call her. <laughs> uh, she gets into everything. We may have yeah. to uh, like put the ornaments halfway up the tree <laughs> and higher so she doesn't rip them down. How does uh, Bruce the dog do with the Christmas tree, Jim? Avoids it. Yeah, it hasn't been a problem, but we didn't put any gifts under the tree just in case. Like, we just left it until Christmas Eve because it's just too tempting. Do you buy a gift for your dog? I do. That's cute. It's fun. It's fun. (laughs) I I never thought I'd be that guy, but a lot of people do it. Yeah. I'd say the majority of pet people buy at least one gift for their pets. Yeah. And if you think your kid you know, opens the gift and then plays with the box or moves on super quickly and says, what's next? Try giving a gift to a dog. They did. They don't appreciate it as yeah. much as I thought. No respect from the dogs. <laughs> a pet food com- company in England just created the first official Christmas carol made for dogs. They used scientific research, dog focus groups to put together a Christmas song called Raise the Wolf. Raise the Wolf. Here's a sample. If you're listening right now and you've got your dog in the room, turn it up and let us know if they respond to this. Sit. Sit. Oh, good girl. Who's this? Who's this? Would you like to go on? Walkies. Raise the wolf. And dogs are supposed to enjoy that. Oh, good boy. I feel like my dog would be confused and just take a dump in the living room after hearing that. Oh, good girl. I don't know what that was. (laughs) And get positive reinforcement for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good boy. Taz and Jim, Game of Palooza. Brought to you by Pizza Nova. We are playing the alphabet game here. Now, if you haven't heard this one before, Jim and I will do a demonstration for you. Uh, you have to have a conversation. We will give you a scenario. And then the next sentence has to start with the next letter of the alphabet. So, Jim, I'll start with the letter A. Okay. Are you going to finish that food? Bug off, Taz. It's my food. Come on, man, I'm starving. Didn't you bring a lunch today? Everybody brought food but me. For frig's sakes, buddy, what is wrong with you? Good grief, I'm starving. How do you survive without eating lunch every day? I don't know. (laughs) Just go to McDonald's, it's down the street. Can't, can't, ah, see, Jim would have won there. Okay. Uh, 
Kentucky Fried Kentucky chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it works. Yeah. If you screw up, you're done. The other person wins. Sam, how are you this morning? Oh, not bad. I think I immediately regretted this decision. Though. <laughs> yeah. Now that you know what the game is. No, I know what the game is. I always thought I'd be good at it, but I feel like I'm going to blow it now. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to do this early in the morning. Yeah. Let's see how Kathy, your hey. competitor's doing. Hey, Kath. Hey, Sam and I are on the same page. As <laughs> 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 soon as you picked up, I was like, oh, my God, I regret this. <laughs> Come on, guys. Make it. Have some fun with it. You may surprise yourselves, okay? Oh, we'll have fun, Sam. We'll have fun. <laughs> Here, we yeah. Here is the scenario. Sam, you have ordered a bunch of Amazon packages. It's been months they haven't arrived, even though when you check on the app, it says they should be there. So you suspect your next-door neighbor, Kathy, has been stealing your Amazon packages. Okay? All right. And you're going to confront her. Start with the letter A, Kathy, then you go B, C, D, E, F, G. You know how the alphabet works. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. Amazon is a terrible company, don't you think, Kathy? But it's really cheap. Kathy, I assume your name starts with a C. Did you <laughs> steal my packages? Don't you accuse me of that. Every day I order packages. Every day it says they show up. Every day they go missing. Fool, nobody's delivering them to you. Go take a look on your front porch and see if they're there. Haven't got any. I don't know, Kathy. I don't trust you. Just because I'm your neighbor. Kathy, maybe you actually start with a K. <laughs> I don't trust you. I think you've stolen my packages. I think you just blew that, brother. No! <laughs> no! Kathy, we, I don't know. Does your name start with a C or a K? It starts with a C, and we already went through that through the alphabet. You didn't confirm it. You didn't confirm it started with a C, and I spell confirm with a K. So, <laughs> Kathy, thank you for playing. We're going to have to give the uh, Lotto 649 tickets to Sam this morning. Although I will say, both of you, given the apprehension going into the game, both of you did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Let's try uh, something new here. This is a segment called One Up in the News. The One Upper. Anything you've done, he's done better. Story out of <laughs> Toronto. This is a tweet that the Toronto Police Service Traffic Services sent out this week. It is a picture of a license plate, and the sticker, the renewal sticker on the license plate, the most recent sticker on there is August 1990. Wow. Vintage. This license plate has not been renewed in 30 years, <laughs> and whoever was driving the vehicle, they finally got caught. Um, so with the picture, Toronto Police wrote... The officer who stopped this driver who was sporting this license plate on their vehicle was eight years old when their validation <laughs> expired. <laughs> eight. Yeah, but you know, if they, it depends on how much the charge they got for it, though, if it was worth it. I wonder what the charge is because they saved 
$5,000? I, you know? I had a feeling, Jim, that you would take <laughs> that stance. You know, You're always trying to find an angle. I know, I know, but he got away with it for 30 years. I, like, after the fifth year, you'd be like, I'm going to keep pushing it. Jim's the guy who, for the past decade, has refused to get a a paid monthly parking spot downtown because it's cheaper just to pay his parking tickets at the end of the year. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> now, it was also a giant hassle, and now I have underground parking, but I made it like a bandit. Well, last time... This license plate was updated was August 1990, but hold on. The one-upper. After that was tweeted out, the Kingston Police Department decided to tweet this picture. It's another license plate. It says, hold on to your hat. Our inspector got this beauty. I was still in college when this expired. License plate, Ontario. Expired September 1984. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, here it is. At the municipal level, level, cars found parked on the street with expired or absent stickers can be charged $30. Provincial penalty of a $110 ticket for violating Ontario's Highway Traffic Act will also be issued. Um, But the people in these situations are facing more than $3,700 in past fees. Yikes. Because it makes me wonder if they have just been driving around with the without a sticker or if they pulled it off. You know, some people have like four cars on their property that haven't ran in 20 years. Like, I wonder if they just pulled it off of an old car. Because there's no way that car is from 1984. Yeah. I, I don't know the circumstances. I just know those are some old license plate stickers. And just when you think it can't get any crazier, hold on. Meet the one-upper. Forget license plate stickers that haven't expired. How about a handmade paper license plate that is drawn with magic marker? (laughs) Wingham, Ontario. OPP officers came across a truck that was driving with a license plate that looked a little bit off. So they pulled it over. They realized that the plate was made out of a piece of paper. And magic marker. Not even printed from a computer. No. Oh, my God. Police determined that the 48-year-old driver from the Flesherton area did not have a valid commercial vehicle certificate. Shocker. (laughs) And had failed to maintain his logbook, and he did not have a daily inspection report. Well, he didn't have a a logbook because he's tearing out pages to make his license plates. (laughs) Facing several charges in that one as oh well. Oh my God. How do they not put a picture with that? I want to see we this guy's to, artwork. Yeah. We need to see the homemade license plate. <laughs> Starts raining. The numbers and letters are all running down the back of his bumper. Yeah, like bad mascara. <laughs> there are a lot of keyboard warriors out there, Jim. Mm-hmm. You agree with that statement? Of course. Get upset about everything. Yeah, you can't post anything online without somebody <laughs> complaining about it pointing out why you're wrong and they're right. Um, and we thought that we should start recognizing those people on the air. So when we see somebody who is doing their best to be a white knight, a hero online, we are gonna, uh, we're going to share that information with you and just give them a special pat on the back, the attention that they seek. That they crave so deeply. They want to be on a pedestal. Yeah, we are going to put them on that pedestal. And Jim, 
tell us about our first Taz and Jim internet hero. His name is John from the Y108 Facebook page. And we posted earlier this week a guy named Mike Jack who's a local competitive eater. He eats super hot stuff. He's got multiple Guinness Book of World Record records. Yeah, he's the hot pepper guy who's featured on this new Netflix show, We Are the Champions. We had him on the air and talked about what it was like to go down to South Carolina and compete in this uh, this competitive eating competition with other hot pepper eaters from all over the world. It was pretty neat. Yeah, so we posted a picture about it and a little write-up. And, uh, of course, in the comment section, John goes, What a complete and utter waste of food. Shows and people like this make me sick. So I responded, do you think it's really appropriate to give the needy, painfully hot peppers? These are ghost peppers. The picture we posted is of Mike Jack, the competitive eater who does this all the time, crying, throwing up, snot running out of his nose uncontrollably. This is a torture device. Yeah, like two million on the Scoville scale Yeah, for these, these hot peppers that they're eating in this competition. And he thinks that they should be dropped off at the food bank. So John responds to that comment as with... As usual, you guys don't get it. The money wasted on this could have went to help people instead of glorifying stupid people. Mm. So then I responded, and the time you took to write this useless comment could have went to volunteering in the community. You know? Hey, good point. But is like every time somebody plants something in the garden, like if you plant weed in your backyard, are you selfish for not planting potatoes and then giving them to a soup kitchen? Like I this guess is... in John's opinion, you would be, Jim. <laughs> yeah, so he responded with not a comment, but just an article, uh, how many people die from hunger each year, which uh, is not very good of a defense. But then, you know, we when we talked about this Mike Jack guy, we also mentioned how much charity work he, he has done yeah. for the community, He's right? He's been eating hot peppers for ALS charities, uh, a lot of these these competitions. Like the one he went to in South Carolina will have charity um, uh, like fundraising going on around the competition. They'll have partners raising money for different causes. The guy who runs the hot pepper competition, this is his family business. He uses the competition as a way to promote his business so he can put food on the table for his family. But I guess John um, didn't think about that. He's just looking out for the needy who, according to him, should be eating the hottest peppers in the world. Yeah, but shout out to Brian, who commented with a photo of the commendation Mike Jack got from the city for his charity work. Yes, an outstanding citizen. (laughs) Named an outstanding citizen by the city of London. The mayor himself gave him an award for all the charity work that he's done. But that doesn't matter to John. He is just, he is doing his thing, and for that... We give him this. When they say that a hero can save us, I'm not gonna stand here away. Thank you, Internet Hero of the Day. You may not be better than everyone, but boy, do you sure act like it. Taz and Jim, phone it in Friday. Hey, go ahead. You're on the air. Paul. Paul, phone it in Friday. What do you want to talk about? I've got a little bit of a dilemma. Okay. Um... I have a bunch of these inflatable uh, Christmas things that I put out on the front lawn. Uh-huh. My wife, my wife hates it, and I want to get uh, the Griswold uh, station wagon. 
but it's like three hundred and forty dollars. It's an inflatable so, Griswold station wagon. Yeah, with the Christmas tree on top. Okay. O- like officially the, licensed uh, product. Officially licensed product, exactly. But it's like $340, and that's a little bit too much. So a mm. friend of mine suggested starting a GoFundMe page. <laughs> we are not promoting your GoFundMe page. No, I don't want you to def- promote my GoFundMe page. I'm wondering if that's if people are going to frown on using GoFundMe to do that. Because usually it's for like really good causes, which yeah. obviously... Well, the nice thing is, if they don't want to donate, they don't have to. That's true. But there might be other people who can relate. They love putting up the Christmas inflatables. Their spouse hates it. So just as like a passive-aggressive move against their partner, they might throw you 10, 20 bucks, and you could (laughs) get there. I don't know. Plus, all the kids in the neighborhood love it. Like, I did it last year. I got, like, eight or nine inflatables right now. So it doesn't look bad, but this would just put it over the top. How big big is the the Griswold thing, the station wagon? Eight feet long. Oh, it's a huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you get it, let us know, okay? Oh, it's, I'm right up the street from you, Todd. You could just drive by on your way home from work. Oh, perfect. Or, I guess not on the way home. Way to work. Well, I'm glad you know where I so, live. So, uh, <laughs> mutual friends. Um, so, should I do it? or? Yeah, do, do it, it, man. Like, Listen, you're not forcing anyone to donate. If people want to donate, donate. It won't be the dumbest GoFundMe on the website. I can guarantee okay. that. All right. See, I've never been on GoFundMe, so that's why, like, I don't want it if it's, like, for, you know, somebody's died or whatever. Well, write that then, in there. Say, hey, give if you're going to donate to this, make sure you donate to a, an actual good cause as well. Okay. I'll tell you what I'll do. If I, if I do it and I get more money, I'll donate the extra money to your toy drive. How's that? There you go. So then it's... We're, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm do it. I like that. Good luck. Keep us posted. Bye-bye. Problem solved, do you think, Jim? <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's going to make it to the to the threshold of buying the, the inflatable car. You don't think that people will fund it? Personally, I'm not going to. I wish him the best. I'm not giving him any money. But you benefit from it. You can take the kids for a walk over there. That's true. Everyone does love that neighbor in in the neighborhood that has the super awesome Christmas display, right? Or Halloween or whatever. Well, the I know, guy who goes all out. I know Global News Radio. They put together maps of uh, different displays around the city so people can go check out, do a little tour, and see the best decorated houses. Yeah. So, I he, think I think you should give this guy some money just so he doesn't show up to your house, Taz. <laughs> He's going to come and shake me down. He knows where <laughs> I live. Hey, if you're going to be doing some partying this weekend, make sure you do it responsibly. A lot of uh, different options up there. A lot of different options out there, I should say. Am I high right now? <laughs> <laughs> And especially down in the United States, you look at uh, different states legalizing marijuana, you look at Oregon, they've basically decriminalized all hard drugs, Mm -hmm. including psychedelics. Fireside Project, a San Francisco-based nonprofit organization, is launching a psychedelic support hotline. 
This is a phone number you can call if you're tripping balls. Hmm. If you're mid-trip and you're freaking out, <laughs> you need someone to talk to who can try and calm you down a little bit, you call this uh, this phone number and they help you out. It makes sense, right? Yeah, because you try to ask your friend for help and you're like, oh wait, you just did a bunch of shrooms too. You can't help <laughs> me right now. The number is not up and running yet. It's going to be one eight three three two fireside and they call it a warm line. It's not for emergency situations. It's it's just if you're on psychedelics and you're not having a good trip, you call this number and they'll try and help you out. It'd be pretty interesting to be able to listen in on some of these phone calls. I wonder what they'd sound like, Jim. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they'll just mostly sound like this. Hi, Freak Out Hotline. How can I help you? Okay, I, I understand. Sounds like you're a little overwhelmed. Happens to the best of us. Let's start off simple here. How many fingers do you have? 75. Okay, well, I can assure you, you only have 10. You've only ever had 10, and in four hours, you'll have 10 again. Oh, so you're currently being chased by flying monkeys? Well, I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe I'm hearing Pink Floyd in the background, so I'm pretty sure you're just watching The Wizard of Oz synced up with Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I thought so. I was in college once, too. I get it. Oh, you've invented a new color. Well, that's interesting. What'd you name your new color? Florange? Suggested to you by your dead ancestors? That is so neat. Well, it sounds like you're in good hands then. Okay, I'll let you go. You're welcome. Enjoy your trip and uh, try not to play with your feces. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.